Welcome to the 618 Now, a production of the Chamber of Commerce and the O'Fallon Weekly, where we give you a snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Today is Friday, November 3rd, and Jessica, what's going on? Nick, as we approach Veterans Day, we want to honor and reflect upon the sacrifices and contributions of our U.S. military. And it's not just those who have served in wars. Every veteran, whether in active combat or during peacetime, has made a commitment to uphold the ideals of our nation. That's right. And something others may not realize is that some of our veterans are immigrants who have chosen to defend their adopted homeland. So fun fact. Fun fact. You do not have to be an American citizen to serve in the United States military. Really? One way to honor our veterans is to tell their stories. And today we want to share one of those journeys with you. We recently spent some time with Airman First Class Salat Ali. He is a Somalian born and raised in a Kenyan refugee camp who is now an American citizen serving in the United States Air Force. He's stationed out at Scott Air Force Base. Salat's parents fled Somalia to escape civil war. They walked for days before they reached northern Kenya where they eventually settled in a United Nations refugee camp. Wow. Salat and his brother were not born in a hospital. In fact, he doesn't actually even know his birthday. Oh, man. Yeah, there's no record of his birth, and he said that he's what they call a January 1st baby. So I guess when you don't know your actual birthday, they assign you January 1st. Huh. His parents divorced when he was young, and Salat and his brother were given a lot of responsibility at an early age. He babysat his brother, and they'd spend their day basically looking for food. If they found some, they'd start a fire and cook what they found. And as a refugee, there are rare opportunities to be permanently resettled in other countries. So within this camp where they were, there was a board. And when someone was chosen to be interviewed by the UN to be resettled in another country, the UN would put your name on that board. And when Salat was eight years old, his dad's name appeared on the board. But here's the problem. Yeah. His dad, he can't read. Oh, man. So initially, they didn't even realize that they had been selected for the opportunity to begin a life somewhere else. But thankfully, someone they knew saw his dad's name and told them about it. Well, that's nice of him. It was. And when I asked Airman Ali what he dreamed about when he was a kid growing up in Kenya, he said, I didn't dream. Uh. He said, when you live in a refugee camp, he had a single shirt on his back and no shoes. He said he did not think about the next year or five years. His goal was basically to survive the day. And it wasn't until that first interview with the UN that he found himself finally dreaming about the future. And he promised himself that if he got through this and came to the US, that he would do everything he could to make sure that he became, his words, a decent human being that contributes positively wherever I'm placed. And three years later, Nick, they boarded a bus at a refugee camp at 3 a.m. They traveled to Nairobi, then to the Netherlands, eventually landing at JFK Airport in New York. Wow. And when he was talking about the journey out of Kenya, he said at one point they had been in the airport in Nairobi. They were sitting in a room with lots of people. And then the room started to shake and it got really loud. And it was at that moment, Nick, that he realized they were on the actual airplane. Oh, wow. (laughs) He didn't realize that the jetway had taken them onto the plane. He thought it was just another hallway leading to just another room at the airport. Um, What struck me about his trip was that when they left Kenya that morning, he, his dad, and his brother, they had a single suitcase. But they also left the camp surrounded by others who had had similar life experiences, many of which who spoke Somali. But by the time they landed in New York days later, they were the only Somalians on the plane. And here they were in a new country where they didn't speak the language and they couldn't read. 
A refugee agency sent an ambassador to pick them up at the airport. They were taken to an apartment in a low-income neighborhood in Syracuse and dropped off. Wow. That's how they got here. Now, fast forward several years. Salat is a college graduate. He is active duty military, and he's currently earning his master's degree. Isn't that amazing? That's fantastic. And here's the thing. Coming from a background where he spent part of his life in a community that distrusts the government and especially the military, Salat had not heard great things about military service. So when I asked him, like, okay, based on that, why did you join the Air Force? He said he wanted an education and he didn't want to incur the debt. So he met with a recruiter. He said he asked a lot of questions for months and months he researched. I bet. And he said after each meeting with the recruiter, he'd go back home, he'd watch YouTube videos, he got onto Reddit, which is like an internet chat board, and he just was asking everybody he talked to if what he was being told about the military was true. And here we sat two years later, and with a smile on his face, he told me at some point it was time for me to take the leap, and I'm so glad that I did. That's what he said. Wow. He said everything he thought about the military was dismissed, and he has a completely different perspective now. He spoke really highly about the professionalism of those he serves with, and then, of course, the opportunities that have been afforded to him through his military service. And his goal is to attend law school and become an immigration attorney. He feels very strongly about helping others on their journey to become American citizens because he's experienced firsthand the challenges of the process and then as well as the opportunities for those who ultimately achieve citizenship. And he said that becoming an attorney is the most meaningful thing that he could pursue. Absolutely. So it was such a pleasure spending time with Salat. I am in awe at his resiliency. And when I asked him how he kept going despite all of the challenges growing up, he said, you have to take every little bit of good thing that happens to you and collect those moments and turn it into something bigger. And he has certainly done that. And I have every confidence that he'll continue on this path and he'll be celebrating his law school graduation before we know it. That's really cool. And as we approach Veterans Day, we hope that understanding our troop stories like this helps bring even more reverence for the work that they do in defense of our nation. Agreed. And another way to honor our military is to consider attending the upcoming Veterans Day observance ceremony on Saturday, November 11th at 11 a.m. That's at First Baptist Church. Uh, veterans are encouraged to wear their medals and decorations that day. And then after that ceremony, you'll want to make your way to downtown O'Fallon in time for the Veterans Day Parade, which steps off at 2 p.m. That happens rain or shine. And again, that's next Saturday, November 11th. Now, before we get into the rest of the calendar, let's hear a special message from this week's podcast partner, the Violence Prevention Center. Domestic violence isn't solely physical. It can manifest in ways that leave no visible scars. So ask yourself, does my partner intimidate me without even touching me? Can a mere glance from my partner fill me with fear? Do I constantly feel unsafe in my own home? And does it seem like nothing I do satisfies my partner? If you answered yes to any of these, reach out to the Violence Prevention Center at 618-235-0892. We offer safe, free, and confidential services. You deserve to feel safe. Make the call today. Today is Friday, November 3rd. This weekend is the OTHS Band Boosters Annual Craft Fair, and I feel like they could rename this O-Town Etsy instead of Craft Fair, because this is not your grandma's craft fair. If you have not been to this, you need to check it out. There are over 220 vendors at all price points, and this single weekend generates over $60,000 for the band, which helps pay for instructors, clinicians, rights to music, travel expenses, and more. 
That's tomorrow from 9 until 5 p.m. and then Sunday from 10 to 4, and we'll link to that in the show notes. There's also a kids craft market hosted by the VFW coming up on Saturday, December 9th. Now this is the same day as the Vine Street Market's home for the holidays. And this kids craft market is accepting vendors now. So if you know someone under the age of 18 that makes their own goods, you'll wanna make sure they know about this craft fair. This coming week, there are two more public sessions for the Forward 50 meeting. Listeners of the show know that the city is hosting a series of public workshops seeking input on how Highway 50 from Walmart down to the Recplex can be reimagined over the next 20 to 30 years. These two workshops next week on Tuesday and Thursday, November 7th and 9th, are focused on very specific parts of Highway 50. Those are from 5 until 7 at City Hall. And heads up, the high school's fall theater production of Pandemonium is next weekend. Pandemonium is a comedy that takes place in modern-day New York City, where Greek gods live incognito among the mortals trying to solve the mystery of who killed Zeus. Tickets are available online, and we'll link to that in the show notes. And Nick, that's your snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Well, on that note, I've got to get going. Thanks, Nick. It's always a pleasure. This podcast is a production of the O'Fallon Shiloh Chamber of Commerce. We're a nonprofit with over 600 members, and together we welcome, unite, and promote business. Remember, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy local, and that's sort of the same thing.